Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. It is the future. Mysteriously spreading across an unsuspecting city. Machines trained to serve humans are turning against them. What do you got, Jerry? Model 912, cut up two people inside the house. I'm going in. You're going in? We can send a disarm robot in. It'll hit the floater, it'll hit the disarm, and any minute it's going to decide to hit the kid. An ingenious conspiracy has begun. And someone has to stop the madman who started it all. We've got a non-standard chip here. Can turn any domestic computer into a killing machine. Working late at night all by yourself. I just had a few things to finish up. No, no big I deal. Insist. Let me help you. No. Bug detected. Got a lot of bugs, Jackie. I thought it was Queen. Luther really wants to keep track of you. Why is that, Jackie? This is a bad guy. He's killed five so far. I want him. I'm telling you, I can't go out there. I can't go out. your name on it? This isn't a runaway. This is murder. We're never gonna make it through this one. Runaway. Tom Selleck. Cynthia Rhodes. Gene Simmons. Runaway. From TriStar Pictures. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome yet again 
to Movie Sucktastic. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, tonight, we are going to be uh, we're going to be reviewing the film Runaway. Tom Selleck, directed and written and directed by Michael Crichton. And Scott needs to unmute himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us. It's okay. I for, I forgot it was muted because I couldn't hear anything for the opening scene credits. So again, oh Christ again. Almighty. But never mind that. We're into episode one hundred uh, one twenty eight. You actually don't need to hear anything uh, on this side anymore. Uh, when I saw your head wasn't bopping to at least the opening music for our show, I was like, oh shit, he must not be able to hear anything. But that's okay. I'll make sure that's squared away when we do strangers. Okay. But, uh, actually, let me get us up on the screen. I just have the movie so far. What? Here, let's move you there. Let's move me here. And the hey, movie's backdrop. Th there we are. Everybody's there here are. to see us. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Tom Selleck's mustache, of course. And the mustache, yes. Mustache man. You think Crichton mm -hmm. had a thing for the mustache man? Well, that's from, not the mustache from, man. No, mustache I know. Man. But No, well, I know that, but... He was in Looker, which was another Crichton film. And didn't we do a thing when we reviewed Looker that he initially wanted Tom Selleck for the role, but ended up with that other guy? And he was just referred to as the Mustache Man? I have to get to the Looker Lab. The Looker Lab. She's a Looker! When did Crichton become the authority on things sci-fi and futuristic? Well, that's... That's the man doesn't know shit about the computers at the very least. Thank you. That's the first thing, first and major thing I want to touch on. I've always heard how Crichton was this great science fiction, uh, realistic science fiction writer, and I've never read any much of his stuff really. I, I don't think I've ever read anything of his stuff. I, actually, I read one, uh, Circuit, uh, what, uh, the Terminal Man, one of his early books, and didn't like it. <laughs> and every film based on something of his and every film directed by him is bad yeah and i'm including and i'm including jurassic park on this people so shut up well, that was just written and what jurassic park uh, was just he didn't write jurassic park it was just based on his book Right, but I'm saying, I'm saying all of the film any any Michael Crichton film so i'm folding that into that I, yeah and i think I, when you challenge this i think when you challenge this to me i think i and at least for me uh, his best film, or any of his books made to film, I think is Jurassic Park. Well, it's definitely the most successful one. So, but I, is that because of the story, or is that because of the uh, massive special effects, which were brown great? Excuse me, but brown uh, groundbreaking. Uh, that's the word uh, for the time. <clears throat> I believe it's the latter. And the former, people tend to gloss over. Uh, there's nothing special about the screenplay, story, what have you, for the first, for the fir first Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, every film of his sucks, and every film just seems to scream. I think I know more than I actually do about science, and this is from somebody who doesn't know a lot <laughs> about science. I know nothing about robot ro robotics. Right. And from someone who's supposed to be like you know on cutting edge of writing about futuristic technology or what have you, Runaway is not what I would consider. Well, I mean, let's take let's you want to run through the basic premise of the film. 
Sure. Uh, the basic premise is Tom Selleck, he used to be a beat cop, but... Ramsey! Ramsey! Uh, he used to be a beat cop, but decided he was going to take a, you know, a robotics class. And as he so eloquently says, I f- knew more than everyone else, so I decided to go into it. <laughs> it's like, really? You knew more wow. than everybody else? Now he stopped. He, he, he it's electrical engineering and robotics. You didn't know more than everyone else. You just you didn't. He, he left the force because a partner of his got killed because he suffers from vertigo, which ah. is, does not mean a fear of heights. So right there, okay, Mr. Medical Terminology, the guy who made coma, you're, 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 you're fucking batting a thousand here. Uh, <laughs> vertigo is dizziness. Hmm. Uh, but not, it, but, it but in defense, mean, Tom Selleck's character does say he's afraid of heights a lot through the film. Right, but he does say it's because of Vertigo. Now, in his defense, I will say that uh, the movie Vertigo is about a cop who's afraid of heights. So, in cop speak, that's allowed. Which I just just ironically saw a couple of weeks ago. What a, what a horrible person he is in that film. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Hitchcock films. Because he he because he, he, he going off on a, a side note here, he takes um, oh, I don't uh, Peter uh, blah blah blah. What's my brain is screaming? Is Jimmy Stewart. Thank you, Jim- Jimmy Stewart. Okay. He takes Jimmy Stewart, everyone's most the lo- most lovable actor, and makes him the most despicable, lousy ass person <laughs> ever. Yeah. He spends yeah. Half I'm, the film- I'm I'm gonna smack you in the face now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I love that movie for that reason alone. No, it's, really it has, I, I never, I never saw it until two weeks ago. I've always <clears throat> wanted to made it a point. It okay. It's one of these films. I need to see it. I know I should see it. It was, it was on cable, and I just happened to catch it that way. But over uh, Thanksgiving break. But yeah, no, great film, great film. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> Runaway. He, he like he destroys every woman he touches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ruin you. <laughs> You're gonna like it too. <laughs> but he 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 uh so he says okay I, I stopped being a beat cop because uh, I couldn't go into a high rise. So what does he do now? Is he goes out and he still does stuff that involves high rises and all these other high things. There's high things everywhere, but he now he's doing it. He's, he's still a cop, and he's still going out on the road, and he's still doing things, and he's still doing things that involve heights. So his rationale makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the only thing is he's dealing with robots, which, you know, for the most part, are dangerous. It's not like he goes in there and he's not wrestling down dangerous robots. It's still dangerous. <laughs> it's 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 not like yeah it's it's not like he's avoiding. It's like he took a desk job. So no, I still risk my life every day. And I'm still going out in public in places where there are tall buildings. Uh, Whatever. The the first job, he's on a helicopter. Right. The Uh, first job, he's on a helicopter. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I have a problem with heights. So then why are you in a fucking helicopter? (laughs) Was that the easiest way to get there? (laughs) I couldn't drive by car? I mean, how far is this fucking place? How out of your jurisdiction does it have to be? (laughs) It's like, I'm not going. It's 50 miles away, but you have to go. I Okay, I'll go. (laughs) Now, why did he go? He he went, now here's, what's his job? His job, apparently in the future, 
there are so many robots that police departments will have a whole division for grabbing runaway or rogue or uh, uh, erratic sure robots. unstable uh, robotics stable so that are that are risking harming other people uh, so now they don't do that now no they don't i mean and the situa- the first time we see them they go out to grab a uh, a harvesting uh, they go out to a farm a field and they have these robots that are uh, little robots that are crawling around on the ground uh, delicately grabbing uh, banana slugs out of the out of the off the leaves of the f- crops with right. these huge metal pincers, <laughs> and then delicately dropping them into these grinders <laughs> below them. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean I'm not an advocate or anything, but they fucking killed that banana slug or caterpillar, whatever the fuck it was. All dead. Right. I would like to posit that it is cheaper to hire. Uh, low-wage illegal immigrants and it is to purchase and maintain banana slug grabbing robots and (laughs) if you are designing these robots why wouldn't you just design the hand that have the grinders on it you've already eliminated a step (laughs) why does it have to grab it and then drop it to the things just have the little grinders on it (laughs) that's a very good point that's a very good point but, Moving you know, on, my, though. My genius aside. Uh, <laughs> but all throughout the film, all they do is, they, except for the the, uh, the scenes with uh, Gene Simmons, all they do is go to these locations where robots are going crazy, and I have to ask one question. Hmm. How, how in a future where robots are, uh, they have robots as servants, uh, doing everything. heavy lifting, doing drivers, doing everything. babysitting. Drivers. I mean, in... in no way does this future look convenient at all. Not even that, but here's my main question. How come someone has not invented a decent kill switch? <laughs> well, there's the I'll... one. There's one example where they go to um, they go to the construction site because there's this uh, loading machine that's picking up giant uh, s- slabs of what have you. And dropping them off the sides of the uh, construction site, off the mm-hmm. side of the building. Uh, Tom Selleck can't go up because, of course, he has vertigo. But, so, if I build a machine that crushes garbage, I have to put a cutoff switch, an idiot switch. You have to, like, you have to make things idiot-proof, OSHA standards, so you can't accidentally kill yourself. But we have a robot that flings, like, uh... 500 pound objects random randomly oh, yeah. about and there's there's no cutoff switch for this thing there's no oh you know what that thing's that thing might kill bob let me hit the switch no you're fucked <laughs> yeah let's bring it onto the job site and uh we'll see what what happens there's even a sign on site that says warning robots are not operated by humans or something of that nature <laughs> i forget the exact phrase it right. said warning this robot might kill you because we are not in control of it but, but we have to make sure that the elevator has a kill switch in case you get stuck in it. Other, uh, Actually, other than the, other robot. than the movie challenge, uh, there was one other film that I kept thinking of, other than your movie challenge, and that's Rocky Four. 
because of that one scene in the film where Stallone buys that robot that does everything for them. And Rocky IV, ironically enough, came out the same year as this movie. <laughs> or a year before, a few months before, I should say. And uh, that's all I kept thinking about was all these robot servants is Rocky IV. And I'm like, I can't challenge Scott to Rocky IV. <laughs> I just... I can't, no, you really it, can't. It, no, I can't. It's a sequel, and to be honest, I did. I have. I kind of like the Rocky films, so you know, in like a weird, you know, kind of way. Especially the fourth one. I like the fourth one for some reason. Which one's the, which one's the fourth one? Ivan Drago, the Dolph Lundgren. Oh, I actually I defended five to a lot of people. I actually thought five was a decent Rocky. <laughs> Why? Shut up! You're the Even, one of the people I defended it. <laughs> probably. Yes, you're the one of the people I said, hey, I didn't think that was that bad of a movie. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't hate Five, but what I didn't like personally, and it's got nothing to really do with the plot of the film, but he, his, the whole film is like, I can't go into the ring, I might die. Uh, but they're like offering you millions of dollars to fight this kid. Uh, I can't do it. And then at the end he has a street brawl that's way worse than just getting in the ring with him. I just I like the film just because the whole film was all right. You know what? He's a punch drunk. He's a punch drunk idiot who, who's got severe brain damage and he doesn't make the best decisions. Uh, uh, that, that's all yeah. wrapped up. Oh, I didn't hear no bell. I mean, I, yeah, like I can't, do, I can't I can't do the Rocky voice. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I didn't hear no it. bell. You know, I, it's like fucking putting his brother-in-law in charge of all of his money. It's like, what are you a fucking? Yeah, you are a moron. See, there you go. That's that underlines everything. I, that's how, I'm a boxer. Exactly. You, that's how he ended up in that problem in Rocky Five with no money back in fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> go back yeah, to the exactly. first movie. You're giving millions of dollars to a person that gets pummeled in the head on a regular basis. He's not going to hang on to that money. <laughs> The basketball players will hang on to the money. The boxer, no. No, 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 no. 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 Anyway, back anyway, to robots. Back to robots. Uh, so step in, uh, s- steps in Gene Simmons. That didn't make sense either. Gene Simmons steps in. <laughs> I, I do believe I have in, some form of slight steps, dyslexia. He steps in after the scene where they go to the house and one of those robot nannies has gone on a killing rampage. Right. Now the, the rob- now for the robot nannies are a box about maybe three feet three foot high, uh, and some of them have a little claw. Now the, the robot when they get to the scene they've been told that two two or three people three I think have been slashed or stabbed to death with a knife, and that the uh, there's a newborn still in the house. Uh, nobody's just rushed in the house to save the baby because there's a three foot tall robot with a knife in there. Uh, you know who wants to risk that? So they. Uh, yeah, this future is stupid. Well, they show a picture of it, or, or a fake picture of it, on, on a uh, like a schematic on, right. on a screen, and it has a, a, a one arm that comes out, and it's the same claw as the banana slug. Apparently, all the, all the robots only have the same kind of hand, which is the two-finger, one-thumb pincer thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. So somehow, this thing grabbed the knife with this and managed to chase down and kill three people with it, then when uh, Tom Selleck sneaks into the house, they find out, or before they sneaks in, they hear a gunshot and they realize the robot has a gun. The robot has somehow managed to pick up a pistol with these three metal non-moving digits and has figured out how to pull the trigger. <laughs> 
And it's figured out how to pull the trigger so well that when Tom Selleck goes in, he manages not only to fire a handgun, but to make it sound like a shotgun and fire eight shots. Right. Well, you know, that's that's a revol- it's a revolver. That's eight, 80s filmmaking. All guns sounded like shotguns in the 80s. They just did. No, no, not, not even the explosion. You heard the ch-ch before the explosion. <laughs> it wasn't just boom, it's loud, it's ch Oh, I yeah, pulled this back is the true. slide. This is I pu- true. He, I heard him pull back the slide on the revolver. I think he's about to fire. What? <laughs> now, the best part of that scene is that the, they, they, it's a cop movie, so of course you have the evil media, and they, they, the, the cameraman sneaks in behind Tom Selleck. There's like 80 cops outside, but no one stops the camera guy. He just sneaks in. Yeah. And of course, the cameraman dies. Shot to yeah, death, shot to that scene robot. is actually on now. That exact <laughs> scene. He's in the. He's just Tom Selleck's on the ground, just kind of like, "Yep, there's a dead cameraman." <laughs> and I wish this was made. And, this film was made by somebody with a darker sense of humor, because one, when the, when Selleck came out, he should have said something to the reporter, such as, "By the way, I, you're, I killed your uh, photographer, what I have you." But after that, every time they went to a different location. A cameraman should have died. Yeah, that that would have been great. <laughs> well, later on, there's a whole thing where they, where they, when they try to catch Gene Simmons, uh, I'm skipping around a little bit, but but because of the reporter thing, and uh, his partner, the female cop with the uh, skirt, because why would you have a female cop on the beat wear pants? That's just crazy. <laughs> she gets yeah. she gets shot she gets shot with one of these exploding bullets and it doesn't go off, so they they have her quarantined in this hotel room. And they're sending him in, and he goes in. And says, What's this? Says, oh, it's the media. We have the cameras set up so to record this. Right there, he should have been sending one of your goddamn reporters. <laughs> Bring in the guy with the camera. I want to see if we can take another one out. <laughs> get nice and close here, Bob. Right. And that I, was also the scene where they, they were able to get their one fuck in uh, for the movie. Uh huh. And, and it was yeah. one of those uh, where people watching it, reviewing it, or not reviewing it, um, you know, giving it its, its MPAA rating. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll let him have that one. PG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want them the fuck out of here. It's like, ooh, he's angry. Okay, it's an important fuck. We need to leave that one in. <laughs> you only get one of those. Right. But you know what, too? It's like in that scene, apparently the robot has a light on it so you can see it coming <laughs> everywhere. Well, of course. Uh, it just, uh, it just this, this is so dumb. It's not even three feet tall. I'd say it's about a foot and a half to two feet top max. <laughs> it's a base. It's fuck. It's a fucking Roomba with an arm. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, well, b- before he goes in, they um, the the reporters ask him, "We want to hook. We want to link up to your feed." He's like, "No, no, you can't do that. The robot will sense it on the. It can scan the airwaves and can understand video images. Apparently." Uh, then the police send in this hover camera. Right. It looks like a frisbee, and it's like you know, hover technology, and it hovers in and films stuff. And that's when the robot shoots it. They finally have, it has a gun. How come the media doesn't have that? They got they got Bob carrying the camera who gets shot in the face when he goes in, sneaks in. How come the media doesn't have like these hover things they can send in? Yeah, it's, I don't know. Michael Crichton was a fucking hack. Oh, yeah. A huge hack. He's lucky Steven Spielberg existed. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, oh. it's interesting that uh, was he a screen? Was he a uh, an author first before they decided, yes. hey, 
we need to give you a camera and a yeah, crew. It, well, yeah, well, it was one of those deals. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's like Stephen King or any other like really popular author. Uh, you, you, they become such a hot property that when they sell them, the, the, when they sell their uh, rights to Hollywood, the next thing you know is like, well, you know what? I want to be a screenwriter on this one, and then it's like, you know, I, I want to direct, and and it never, it rarely, it's not never, rarely goes well. Uh, for everybody out there who who is a they fan, did that with uh, William Peter Blatty too for a few flicks. Although his uh-huh. movies were actually good. <laughs> I mean, Ninth Configuration, Exorcist Three of all films. How how does that end up being a good movie? Exorcist Three would have been a better movie if uh, I feel if um, uh, Carpenter. Scott. What? Oh yeah, no it it did kind of have that Carpenter esque feel to it. Carpenter was supposed to direct it, uh, from what I've read. I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he backed out when he heard that Blatty wanted to direct. Oh, all right, I guess out of so, like, I, out of respect, yeah. maybe. Uh, I or guess, he, yes. Or maybe he just said, "Nah, forget it." Maybe Blatty was just creepy enough where he didn't want to he piss him off. I don't know. You know, and and this, there's a scene where uh, they're at the house right now, and this this robot is just running around. Uh, the nanny robot, and it just it just looks like a network printer just rolling around in their house. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the part when, he, when when they're at the one location and the, the security guard asks them, uh, we got a runaway upstairs, you want to help us? And it's this little turret that's shocking uh, uh, Kirstie, Kirstie Allen. Allen? Yeah, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Pre-Jenny Craig Kirstie Alley. It's pre-Cheers. And, yeah, that's who. Pretty and she, yeah, I've got problems with Christy Alley. Fuck her. And this first, little thing's running around. What? Whatever. Fucking Christy. You know, like thirsty. Don't give a shit. <laughs> and this, this, so this, like exactly what you said—a server-looking thing is running around, shocking her. And then uh, Selick goes in, uh, and again, no cutoff of any kind. They try, they have a verbal turnoff. Says, yeah, don't you have a fucking switch somewhere or a button you can push that just stops the power of this thing? Wouldn't that be smart since this thing has like a, a taser gun on it? Right. But at one point, the security guy, and again, you have to blame Creighton for this because he's the one fucking writing it. So the, he says, I think I know what happened. These old mo- these old blah, blah, blah models, uh, when they get too hot, the circuit, the, 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 um, the chips just pop right off the circuit board. It's a common defect in these models. It's like, right, while this, which is exactly why you have hundreds of them running around this big major corporation. What's <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's what might happen. These things are totally obsolete and inefficient. That's why, that must be why it's happening. Then, then. Sure. Like, like for instance, when she does get shot and they were going to send in one of those uh, uh, robots uh, to pull it out, they, it was just one of these medic robots and it was just going to go in and do it for her. Just, he's like, no, it's going to, it's going to mess up. <laughs> it's going to kill her. It's like, well, well wait it's a, a minute. You're old. It's a year old, right? He goes, it's a year old, and when we got it, it didn't work then. It's like, wait a minute, it didn't work when it was brand new? You know what, <laughs> Is that what you're telling the, me? That's the most realistic part of this movie that I can <laughs> right there. Any technology. It's a year old, it's obsolete, when it came out, it didn't fucking work. That's like every piece of technology I've ever owned. So that part stands up to t- test the time. <laughs> uh... They don't even... I mean, they don't even have, like, taser guns or anything. They're on, like, robot patrol. Shouldn't they have, like, a taser gun that they can shoot that would, like, overload the circuits of a robot? This movie demands a reboot. Michael Bay should be making Runaway the remake. <laughs> Hands down. Are you fucking kidding me? That would be that would be awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, I mean the the late seventies, uh, early to mid eighties, they just made it up as they went along with anything computer technology, robot. They just made it up as they went along. Like perfect example, perfect example. I was watching Superman three, uh, <laughs> like a month ago, and Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> what junkyard scene is one of the best scenes in any superman film anywhere even the new man of steel i defy you to not enjoy that junkyard scene still my favorite scene too uh well anyway richard Pryor, he's sitting at a computer and he's just typing away but he's and he's like taking money out of like a, a, a bank account and it just he's just typing things like and i'm paraphrasing here um uh, remove money ten thousand dollars uh, into account whatever and it like and it does it i'm like that's not how any of that works <laughs> because well, now they, it, because nobody knew computers 30 years ago well the people like that did weren't writing movies that's like, like tron tron, right tron. yeah you know, sure. i was i was in home depot last week and they had a display for this uh um thermostat lighting system and we're or, or, it's beyond that it's like uh, right. this, this one unit can control your entire home uh lights heating electronics and i'm thinking did did electric dreams not teach us anything <laughs> you can't give you can't give the computers that kind of power <laughs> that's electric right electric dreams. dreams wow you just made a like an electric dreams reference Dude, I remember that movie. Like, like I could like recite half of that film right now. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen that movie in years. Me neither. But, but at the time, it was on HBO like every night. So, <sighs> if I had any foresight, I, I would have. I, that would be your movie challenge. It's not. <laughs> I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about changing it to that though. <laughs> I do like my challenge to you though. Okay. I do like it. Now now, I, we think even film, to... I think it's a film. I think it's a film we need to review. We've talked about it on the show, and mm. we've talked about watching it together, but we've never actually reviewed it. Now, now we we have gotten sidetracked, and we haven't even gotten to the to the main villain of Runaway. Yeah, that's right. Which is which is Gene Simmons or Luther, Mister Luthor. Luthor. Um, he is basically he's evil. Uh, evil genius you know electrical engineer all of that and he's inventing all these the, the especially i guess the the little robots that he invents are the face hugger of the digital robotic age no i and, no, and I gotta, one tenth I gotta stop you. I gotta dangerous stop you. i gotta stop you because i don't think he actually invents most of the stuff i think he just deals in it because don't forget that the the people that he kills at the first part of the film uh yeah are they? He forces them to create these microchips for him, and then he takes them and kills them and doesn't pay them, which all good bad guys do. Right. Uh, so I, I honestly, don't, I think he's like an arms dealer. I don't think he actually like invented these things. Well, he does. I mean, he did. He did say at one point, you know, I programmed, and he said, "My little friends, I made my little friends, and they're going to get I, you." I, I just I assume that he he did he invented them. Well, I, I, I guarantee. I, I, the way they had it set up, I would think that he has the knowledge to, like, you know, make them and uh, reprogram and what have you. But when it comes to the inventing part, those are the people that he kills after he gets their technology. Okay. You know, like like an arms dealer can take a part and put together a gun, but they didn't invent it. That's all I'm getting at. 
Um, well, if he did I, invent I, it, he's a shitty inventor because they, they move about, you know, point zero one miles per hour, first of all. They walk like shit. It, it's like, uh, you ever have an erector set when you were a kid and you made, like, little robots and, and, and things with wheels on them? That's what this shit was. That's well, exactly are, what this was. They're like, like, they're little boxes with little, like, like eight legs, and they, they, they're supposed to walk, but they don't really, legs don't move enough for that. Uh, they would look, look great CGI'd in a Michael Bay film, I'll tell you right in the fucking now. They would be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... They're they're weird because they there's they're robots and when you see them on screen they make noise but when they're sneaking around in the scene you don't hear them at all so when they're in the bathroom on the tiles you don't hear that uh, and you don't hear them when they're cl- climbing up the wall and on the ceilings which there's nothing on these robots that would imply that they can do that it's true yeah and then and then they inject acid into you so they have to get up to your neck and they there's there's no way they could leap. Uh, no, no. If they had wheels, and they and they had legs that that were spring loaded, I would have bought that more. That, Instead and, of and these, like you know, like legs that kind of did that. Yeah, and I and I have to go back to to and, and point out that um, when you said yeah in the eighties, all these films that didn't know anything about computers, they were making it up as they went along. That's true, but most of those films weren't written by Michael Creighton. Who's supposed to like be the science fiction visionary who's really has his fingers on the pulse of technology and what's possible in medicine and science? So that that's why this film sucks even worse because it's not like just oh let's write a movie about people going inside a computer. All right, it's the guy that's supposed to know what it'd be like if you could get inside yeah. a computer. I mean, Dreamscape I wish Michael- was more realistic. <laughs> yeah, I wish Michael Crichton had written Tron. That would have been interesting. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have had the <laughs> the hindsight to say, "Let's use blacklight <laughs> and get, let's get special uh, outfits and use blacklight." No. no one's gonna have blacklights in the future. What are you crazy? No, it's a, it's a dead technology. Now Gene Simmons is horrible in this film. By the way, he's not a oh, good he's bad guy. Terrible. He's better in Wanted, Dead or Alive. Yes, he is. Which come that came out in eighty. I want to say that came out in eighty seven. A couple years later, I think. Yeah. yeah, two, three years later after after this film. Now, now I want to use Gene Simmons for a moment to explain why I hate the uh, Internet Movie Database. Uh, oh. They they let anybody put like trivia and stuff up, and I guess they have a really sloppy approval process. Because uh, I, you know, whenever I watch these films for us, I tend to like to do searches online, and right. one of the things. One of the easiest things to do is just take a peek at IMDb and go through the trivia list. On the trivia list for IMDb for Runaway, 1984, singer-actor Gene Simmons starred in this movie without his kiss makeup. What? Obviously. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the point. Didn't they take the makeup off like years later, too? Well, he took the makeup off whenever he wasn't performing for Kiss. Well, so yeah, but this, because this would be the, one of those opportunities. Yes, uh, but the thing is, a lot of the times people didn't see them unless they were in their makeup. Uh, they would always, and all through the you know the seventies and whatnot. I think they took their makeup off for the very first time ever in the late seventies or early eighties. So it's like he'd been out of the makeup for years, is what I'm getting at. Where it's like that trivia, you know, that statement is so irrelevant. 
Well, it's also relevant because the film is starring Gene Simmons, not starring the tongue guy from Kiss. <laughs> or the demon. I think he was always referred to as the demon from okay, Kiss. That but could, yes. That could, that could be the Mexican wrestler. I wouldn't want to confuse anybody. <laughs> uh. Yes, yeah, so he, he's, he's this uh, robotics trader, and he's got all these microchips that... Uh, are, allow you to override the uh, programming in these robots uh, to allow them to like hurt humans, uh, uh, violate the Asimov rules, which they never mentioned in the film, probably for obvious reasons. Uh, and hmm. why does he need the microchips <clears throat> to, to override the uh, the programming in these robots when apparently the robots are just flipping out all over the fucking town or city? Because they need yeah. a whole police division to track down robots that aren't acting the way they're supposed to because they broke the programming because when they get hot, the chips just pop off the panel or there's no human operating them or the, for some reason the, uh, the, uh, they're using robots to pick banana slugs and all of a sudden one just isn't doing it right. So call the cops. If uh, Yeah, if, they, if you were a good enough programmer, you wouldn't need chips at all. You just pre-program them to be crazy. Why do you need a special chip for that? Because it overrides their programming. Get a programmer. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but then the programmer needs a chip. No, you don't. He can reprogram the existing chips. My favorite trivia on IMDb, <laughs> speaking of chips, yeah. is in the goofs section, uh, which is surprisingly small, and the first item in there is the... Uh, revolver but the uh, the last one here uh, I, I love this one when the domestic robot is examined and the officer states uh, that would be Tom Selleck saying, mm -hmm. we've got, I think it was Tom Selleck we've got a non-standard chip here he's pointing to a chip marked CD4011 oh no that's actually uh, the black guy from the black guy right yeah but he was in Monster Squad he played uh, the, the oh, God. Another cop another cop oh. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that dies in Monster Squad isn't he yeah, yeah, he was the one where he was at uh, the, the museum and the mummy comes to life. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, only I'm sorry. guy that, he's the only guy that dies in that movie is the black guy, isn't it? Uh, and the Wolfman. But that's and the it. Wolf. Yeah. Well, that's not a guy; it's the monster. That's that is uh, true. But anyway, yes. when he says we've got a non-standard chip here, he points to a Texas Instruments CD four zero one one microchip. Uh, which is one of the most basic and common of all digital chips and not at all sophisticated, as it's also put. That underlines the entire problem with the 80s in general with these computer films. It's right there. <laughs> That's an unusual chip. No, sir, that is the most usual chip you could possibly find. <laughs> and and, and does, does anybody on set know? No. Why? Because no one on set knows jack shit about computers. Right, and 30 years later, looking back... Uh, it, it just, I could see, well, actually not 30 years later. I would say on the set, Crichton, assistant director, you know, whoever, they're like, yeah, nobody knows anything about this. No one's ever going to figure this shit out. <laughs> they never, when they're making movies like this, they never envisioned that your home computer would ever be anything but an expensive toy that you used once in a while. They never thought that there would be something like the internet where you could shop online, uh, where you can uh, find out information, where just even building your own computer would even existed unless you were some sort of senior programmer at IBM. Mm. You know, 
you don't and, and, really need to know anything about computers uh, to put one together, other than yeah, just make sure that you're you know you know you're not statically charged, and <laughs> you won't destroy any of your shit. But yeah, I I didn't see any static guards anywhere in that office for yeah, the you, uh, you would computer think. garage. Now, you know. And apparently, when 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 you uh, have a computer room for like the the runaway computer uh, robot squad, uh, the whole point is to have as many monitors lying around as possible. <laughs> I like watching movies like this because you can always, uh, and it's something we've talked about before. Where uh, whenever you watch a futuristic film, yeah, that face, um, <laughs> you would always spot futuristic like futuristic gun. Futuristic car, uh, futuristic uh, tablet. <laughs> Did you see their tablet type thing, where it yeah. had actual live video of Gene Simmons' head, where it's like moving, but it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a video. It was actually supposed to give. I think what they were trying to do was that it was a, a digital representation, but it was so lifelike because it's the future. Right, which is why if you watch it carefully, you can see him blink. You could, yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. He, that. Like, he blinks for a second. It's like, okay, I get it. Well, we all blink for a second. Otherwise, it'd be closing your eyes. Right. But she was she was holding... Base, basically, a, a, it was a television that they mm-hmm. somehow got in a... And I guess for the time, it was tiny. It, they must have spent a, a, a fucking mint just to make that thing, just for that scene. Because... Uh, well, and I think it's the great, that's the great thing about all of these, and especially when it's written somebody like somebody like Michael Crichton, who's supposed to know better. The great thing about all these like 80s films is because technology was so new and advancing so, uh, I guess, I would like to use the term bizarrely, because right. I, I, I really don't think anybody knew what they were doing with computers for like the first 20 years. It was just, oh shit, we can make this stuff do stuff. And it was just a desperate attempt to try, just look at the video games like over that, like in that time period from like the 70s, 80s. Uh, I yeah. just insanely like just stupid. Like you look at now, it says, "Why the fuck would you think this would be entertaining? How do you?" Would, it's like, well, who cares if it's entertaining? We can do it. We can make this picture move here and put text under it. That's not entertaining. Uh, they so it's this weird idea where they they knew that c- technology was capable of so much, so much, but they couldn't envision, or they they couldn't envision exactly what it form would take. So that's why you have this future in in this runaway film where robots are advanced and they're doing everything for us but they look like boxes and uh we have little we have little uh hover craft cameras that the that the cops use to go into a dangerous situation and we can take video off of it but the media still has the huge uh camera on the guy's shoulder oh right right yeah and we and we have cars that can drive themselves but oh yeah and i love it that it actually has a fake person at the 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 driver's uh at the wheel and it's like is that even necessary (laughs) i now i i agree i think that is necessary because uh, that i i saw it i was i I actually let rationality take over and uh, and i was like oh well if you're gonna make a a driverless car you need to have a fake driver in there so you don't freak people out on the highway right because if you saw a car coming at you on the road and there was no driver in it you wouldn't think to yourself, "Oh, that's a driverless car." No, you freak out and fucking swerve. <laughs> so, so you need to have a fake driver in that car. So, by the time you realize that was just a puppet, that wasn't a real guy, the car's already passed you. You're not going to do any damage to anybody. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the scenes in the film that I want to I want to point out, and it was something that I I wanted to re- remind myself to talk about. 
Uh, and, and it's small. It really has almost nothing to do with the plot. But after Tom Selleck pulls that little uh, the the chip out of her arm, the explosive chip, and bullet, 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 bullet. Okay, bullet. I thought it was a chip of the, whatever. Anyway, the he 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 asks her if he uh, can you know how about dinner tonight, and she seems all excited, you know, and uh, she's like, oh, uh, I'll go home and change. And he's like, no, nah, you're fine, just like that. And she's like, no, 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 I'll change. He goes. No, we're going to go to my place. And she's like, oh, your place. And he's like, yeah, my place. You know, I always take all my new partners, you know, to dinner. Just because you're a woman, that shouldn't be any different. And she's like, oh, oh, okay, never mind. It's like, wait, you're telling me that because he's not going to fuck her, (laughs) he's not going to just take her back to his place, shove some pasta down her throat, and then fuck her. She's disappointed now. And I was just like, I, I just, I watched that scene and I'm like, she's just genuinely disappointed Tom Selleck isn't just going to take her back to his place after knowing her that day and fuck her that night. Don't you I think just wanted, anybody, I just wanted to point that out. Don't you think anybody that Tom Selleck invites to dinner would feel that way? Uh, you know, uh, you know, with Magnum P.I., you know, he wants to, he wants to interrogate this you. Is, Are you going to say yes, is, I guess? This is post Magnum P.I., right? This is, uh, you know what? I want to say yes, and I think the reason I want to say yes is he started making more films after he was done with Magnum right. P.I. I want to say that, although I could be wrong. I could be wrong, too. I'm not a Magnum P.I. file, whatever that is. <laughs> see, I, I see... I, I kind of see where you're coming at with this scene. I mean, I, I just felt the way the same. I just way wanted about to bring it up. I don't want to like really, you know, break it down or anything. I just wanted no, no, to bring it up. I just you. thought it was a, uh, just a. It's it's like Crichton writes like that, you know, like in Looker. You know, you got fucking, what's She's his face? He's uh, Albert Albert Finney. Albert Finney. Yeah, and he's just like he's what fifty in his fifties, and he's getting the girl. It's like come and, on, and and not a not an attractive man. <laughs> not, not an not an attractive man. Definitely not the kind of leading male actor you want to see in a sex scene. I, one of my all-time favorite lines from you ever doing the podcast is when Uh-oh. you when we reviewed Looker and you were you were talking about him being all cat-like at the end, of, rolling around. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite. It's like, yeah, Albert Finney, not very cat-like. <laughs> <laughs> like doing the crouch thing. No, no, Albert Finney should not crouch and sneak. No, he's not very cat-like. Yeah, sorry, Albert. Right. <laughs> he's still alive, isn't he? Albert Finney, I believe so. Oh man, I, I, I believe so. Uh, but any, but Gene Simmons, um, batter, side boob. Boobies. That's right. Yeah, boobies. Back, that's, back in the '80s, when uh, that was completely allowed, and you could not—you don't have to get an R rating. This is the hotel scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side boob. This is where she gets shot with the rocket. Yeah. Well, it's side boob, then full frontal boob. Yeah. Oh, that's she comes out too. I yeah, saw you... Kim Cattrall's boobs recently. Uh, what film? Wait, don't Split tell sex? me. Oh, I was going to try and guess. No, you wouldn't have guessed. Split second. I was actually going to guess something else. What other film 
did you see her boobs in? I don't know. That's why I was Do surprised. It, I was like, I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen. I don't watch Sex in the City, so I don't think I've ever seen Kim Cattrall's boobs. Did you see her boobs in Mannequin? No, that's like a PG film. Yeah, but it's one of those '80s PG films where you like this, where you get away with a boob shot uh, for like a split second. I'll be honest, and and you won't. No one will believe me. I've never seen Mannequin all the way through. <laughs> That was always a film, like when I came on cable, I've seen bits of it. I know the film. I can explain the plot and everything. But I've never like sat down and watched Mannequin or any of its uh, sequels. I mean, I knew you got to see her tits all the time in Sex and the City, but that to me that doesn't count. I'm it doesn't of, count. Of it a does, film. That, that's, that, that's, that's the, 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 uh, the whore part of her career. Yeah. We're looking, I'm looking at the... the uh, the legitimate yet still shitty part of her career when she was starting in films and not doing very like, well. Yeah, boys, I had a foursome last night. It was fantastic. Shut up. <laughs> I can also say I've never sat through an episode of Sex in the City, but uh, that's obvious. I just I just had this conversation the other day with my wife, who is About a fan side- of and Sex in the City. Okay. <laughs> Uh, because she is a fan. Sex in the City 2 was on. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, and... Oh, they, my, you, mean the one, you mean the one that takes place in Dubai, but they yeah. couldn't film it in Dubai because Dubai hates women? <laughs> yeah. Because if they had dressed that way in that part of the country, they would have been stoned to death? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Uh, and it's on, and Mayor... Of all people, she says, this movie's terrible. I said, as opposed to the first film, which wasn't? She goes, no, the first film is great. No, the first film is terrible, too. You just can't, you just don't realize it. But we're, And then she comes out and she says, well, you like the show. You used to like it. I go, uh, what? I said, <laughs> I told her, I said, what are you talking? She goes, you said you like the show. I said, no. I said... And let me be perfectly clear, when the first season premiered on HBO, it was a completely different show than what it morphed into. It was actually interesting how they were doing that first season. It wasn't anything like what they were doing uh, in any season after it. Uh, that first season was almost a... Um, a uh, like a first-person point of view. Like, they would look at the camera, and they would talk to the camera, and uh, they would they would refer to the camera a lot during the show, and they'd talk about sex and the city and things like that. It was I not, nothing groundbreaking, but it was different, and it was interesting. I never said I enjoyed it. I just said it was interesting. She took that as I was a fan. I don't even know why I'm bringing... Well, I'm bringing it up because we talked about Kim Control. Anyway. I, 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 I stopped listening about a minute ago. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I don't blame you at all. Let me fix my microphone. Let me do something productive. <laughs> anyway, so Gene Simmons is a bad guy who wants to sell these chips to, any, to the highest bidder of any kind. Mafia, terrorists, you name it. That's who he wants uh, to sell them to. And unlike, Kirstie, unlike, 
unlike the rest of the technology industry that's very uh, very moral morality based and and is uh, very scrupulous oh yeah of course like why uh, why is this guy meeting Moppy in the hotel rooms? Don't they have like a board meeting they can set up for this? Well, in the eighties, it was beyond comprehension that that corporations would would sell shit to people they shouldn't. Yeah, this right. is around the same time as Iran Contra, isn't it? Is that, am I am I wrong or yeah? Does this predate that? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's got to go under the radar because the corporate. Now, how, how he, he should have, he, he should be the CEO of his own fucking company by the time this film comes out. Why? No, he's 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 a sleazy guy who's like. And I and I hadn't seen it in a long time. And when I was watching it, I I swear to God, I thought that he was some sort of a CEO corporate guy. And then I watched him like, oh no, he's just a, you know, just a dick, <laughs> trying to sell shit. <laughs> he's just evil. But you know, he's dressed in like a four a three piece suit. You know, you know, the whole, to the nines, and it's like, yeah, isn't he a CEO? Oh, no, he's not. Uh, you just assume that he is. But um, but anyway, Kirstie Alley, she has the, what she has is the the schematics, the diagrams to make more of these chips. Because right. Gene Simmons only has some of them. And what he really wants is, you know, the schematic to make more. So that he can just continue selling them to anybody that's willing to pay for them. And there's this whole cat and mouse chase back and forth of him trying to get them. Kirstie Alley trying to be protected by Tom Selleck before she takes a shank in the back of the neck. <laughs> yeah. Now, during that car chase... And then just dump, with dumped the, in a pool. Now, they have the car chase with the auto with the auto driver. So one yeah. of the cars is, is automatic driven. And then they put the female cop in the other one because that's safe. Uh, I'm sure she was driving with a skirt on too. And... But before they do that, they run her through a series of uh, bug detectors to make sure she doesn't have any bugs on her. Right. But Selleck, who's who's so keen on making sure she's not being tracked that he won't let a fellow police officer touch the, the patrol car they're pulling out on, didn't take the scanner purse. <laughs> what could possibly be well, in the purse? Well, what's it's even more ridiculous is they put her through a whole full-body scanner. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah, what, okay. The, I'm sorry. I know I, I didn't say full body, so thank you for clarifying that. Uh, yeah, they they they're making her strip, and they're finding like 500 fucking bugs on her, all the way don't down to the fucking the heel of her shoe. <laughs> right, but they don't check the purse. Right now, why why bother? And then during that, and then during that scene, they release little rolling robots, uh, like little RC exploding RC. Uh, yeah, remote control. RC yeah. remote control. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, the little remote control cars on the highway to speed up, predicting the uh, the car chase in the Deadpool with Clint Eastwood years later. <laughs> Except they yeah, use real yeah. race cars and not little silver boxes. They had the they they couldn't just be like remote control cars. They had to look futuristic, so they had to be little boxes, silver boxes, instead of yeah. like just you know a remote control car. Now, that now the scene where the, he's pulling the the bullet out of her arm. If you cut all of the parts out of her, uh, like getting, like the side shots of her getting that pulled out of her arm, you'd swear she was being fucked. <laughs> if you just listen to the dialogue, just the audio, like, I'm going to pull it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, that whole thing. Like, all right, close your eyes and just imagine. And then they, 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 <laughs> they just focus on her hand, like clenching, uh, you know, the, the arm of, of something, uh, like a chair or something. Or the it's, it's, whatever the computer that he's using to, to, get, to get the chip out or the bullet out of her arm, uh -huh. and it's like she's being fucked right now. She's uh -huh. loving it too. That uh, mustache uh, is tickling her somewhere. 
try, try not to move. Is it hot in here? <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pull out slowly. Yeah, no, the whole film is like, the whole scene is like this twisted uh, medical sex scene. And then there's an explosion at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then he holds her closely <sighs> my mustache will protect you it already has <laughs> oh, oh, and, oh, and then this please. is the scene where he tries to take her to dinner and she's like wait you're not fucking me <laughs> uh, um, a lot of uh, I, I just going back now watching these films I just see so many faces I recognize I was like, oh, was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, and, it's from uh, Police Academy. Uh, what's his face? Uh, oh. Yeah, that was um, G. W. Bailey. G. W. Bailey, right? Yeah, oh, he's being typecast as a cop again. Look at that. Yeah. The same year, <laughs> Police Academy comes out. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, Barbara, I can show a movie on your butt. Ah. <laughs> uh. I like Police Cat. <laughs> that's, I think that's, I not your the, that's not your movie challenge, by the way. I think I rewatched the first one a while back. I, I, um, I, I the think first I one I, I enjoyed. The second one, not so much. But then every film after that, it it's kind of a guilty pleasure, <laughs> even though you know they're bad. Uh, I never watched anything after uh, Gutenberg left. He left after the f- third fourth one? one, right? Was it the fourth, fourth one? Yeah, the fifth was one the- was uh, my um, Miami. The Beach. Russian one? No, that oh. was the last one that they did. Okay. Yeah, the the, the fourth one was uh, Citizens on Patrol. Right. See that? See that's and that I'm not a fool. When the when the lead actor refuses to come back for sequels, that's when you stop watching. Yeah. That's when you know when. When number five comes out and says, yeah, we replaced the guy that's everything centered around. No. Yeah, yeah the even, fourth one was the that. last one. And they don't even replace him with somebody of the same caliber. It's no. like he's lesser on the on the uh, totem pole. Which, I mean, believe I mean, it's hard to... It's really weird thinking back to a time when Steve Gutenberg was a box office draw. <laughs> was he ever? Think about... Though? Yes, he was. Why, why else would you put him, Ted Danson, and Tom Selleck in Three Men and a Baby? Think about it. There was a time where I mean, it's it, it, it ended. It was it was a it was a, a bitter was, affair that ended briefly. It was fucking brief uh, though. And I can I can I can spot the exact film that killed him too. It was the one where he pretends to be uh, the Australian guy. Oh God, where where he's like he's sick, but then he gets healthy and he's got the long hair and he's wearing like uh, he's riding a motorcycle. Right, he, he, <laughs> and he what's her face is uh, oh fuck, what's her name? She now played Sky in the Lost Boys. Was it a, not a God? She, I will she find was it. in the she was in the Lost Boys, and I always in the eighties I got her mixed up with Ioni Sky all the time, and it that's now I I love it when when you do a search on IMDb for an actor, mm-hmm. uh, and it comes up in the little search window that gives you options. It'll it'll always say the actor's name and then one movie next to it. Like this is the movie. This is this is that actor. For Steve Gutenberg, it was Police Academy. It came as Steve Gutenberg oh. Police Academy. I'm talking about uh, Jamie Gertz. I'm trying to find the movie. Yeah, no, it was uh, like the Something Man, wasn't it? The Something Man. Yeah. We're talking post short short circuit. Uh, mm-hmm. 
bad. I mean, again, yeah, if you look at like 1984, 85, holy shit. Uh, everything from, he was, a, he was a box office draw. He was in Police Academy uh, 2, Cocoon, Bad Medicine. Remember Bad Medicine? Oh, God. Yeah, I remember Bad Medicine. Short Circuit. Uh, Three Men and a Baby. High Spirits. That's where it started going downhill. Hmm. Maybe it was Listen to Me. It was High... He did High Spirits, then Cocoon the Return. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're in trouble now. That's right. Cocoon. <laughs> then, but, now, but then... But then Three Men and a Little Lady kind of saved him, brought him back. And then it's just all downhill from there. Uh... I'm try- I I don't remember the name of uh, when he starts when he started starring with the Olsen tw- twins. That was the end. But what's the- I can't find the name of that one where he. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll know it when I see it. I, Jesus, no, there's nothing here. Uh, holy shit, that's right. He was in Tower of Terror. Could it be? Yeah, that's boy- bad. The, it was the boyfriend school. That's the movie. It, Look at it. it. Look at that. Yeah, I thought it was something else. Oh, I it's I don't. No, you know what? They changed the title. It says it right here. The original title is Don't Tell Her It's Me. That's right. That was That's what is it. Okay, yeah. To don't Tell Her It's Me. I remember that. Boyfriend School, I don't remember. Yeah. How the fuck did it, the, the name get changed for that piece of shit? That's weird. It, it didn't change while I was in the theaters because when no, it was on television. It was Don't Tell Her It's Me forever. Yeah. Is there any trivia see, of why that changed? I, well, see, there, there it is. There's your down downward spiral after three men and a baby that was like the last decent film he made high spirits like just bombed cocoon the return okay uh and then the boyfriend school don't tell her it's me three men and the little lady that's it that by by this point he's just spiraling out of control there's nothing left uh but by the time you hit like the 90s he's doing made for tv movies and starring with the olsen twins he's fucked and uh, it's and then then he started like bulking up. I remember. Did you, did you ever see the Poseidon Adventure, the remake for, made for television? No. I never saw it, but I, I saw. I caught five minutes of it, and it was a great scene where he's walking through the Poseidon, and uh, it's after it flipped, and he's he's torn off. His shirt sleeve has gotten torn off in the in the uh, accident, and he, every he's like Joe Piscopo, <laughs> where every scene he's like flexing. Hold on, I have to help this woman. He's like, oh, Steve. You- <laughs> Steve, you've been working out, and you're still on te- regular television. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it just, it just, he's never, he never recovered from that. His, yeah. he's, he- now, I'm looking at uh, some back and forth in the forums about uh, the boyfriend's school or Don't Tell Her It's Me. Someone says, this is what Don't Tell Her It's Me is listed under Amazon. Why the name change? Uh, someone says the book that this movie is based off of was titled The Boyfriend School. Not sure their exact reasoning for changing. Um, but then someone says the title change was originally due to the title song used in the film, in the movie, and when re-released, decided to go with the original title as it was based on the novel. Uh, and then someone writes when it was on broadcast cable, it was called The Boyfriend School. Back when it first came out. And then on came on cable. It was "Don't Tell Her It's Me," right? Which um, I remember. Then someone says here, "I remember the original case for the VHS movie. It was called The Boyfriend School." I'm thinking someone got confused along the way because on the original cover, Steve Gutenberg is standing as Lobo <laughs> with his finger <laughs> to his lips, and there's a small balloon next to his head saying, "Don't tell her it's me." 
Until now, I've always known it as the boyfriend school. So it seems like it was the boyfriend school when it came out theatrically. No. But then when it was released uh, on VHS home video, it was Don't Tell Her It's Me. Oh, it was, it was Don't According Tell Her It's Me. According to this person, anyway. That person's cracked in the head. When it came out in the theaters, it was Don't Tell Her It's Me. It seems like maybe some some places around the country were getting two different posters. After well, no, again, well, again they make posters for the video release. When it, by the time it came out on video, they might have. That is true. It. That is true. Th- this is why this is a sad podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why we are sad people because we just spent five minutes debating the titling of a Steve Gutenberg film. And it all came about because we talked about Kim Cattrall. <laughs> And this, what, what, how that ended up happening was we talked about boobies in Runaway, which then delved into Kim Cattrall because you said you saw her boobs in a film just recently. And then that delved into Police Academy and Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> it's horrible. I've got, uh, I've got trailers on YouTube for Don't Tell Her It's Me. Okay. I love the synopsis that they have for the boyfriend school. You mean Gus, Don't Tell Her It's Me? Uh, well, yeah. Gus is a fat cartoonist that recently won a battle against cancer, which ex- explains his baldness. But he is also lonely. Therefore, his caring sister tries to set him up with suitable women. Woman. Instead of women. Okay, this fucking guy's a moron. But to do so, she must turn him into an irresistible man. When he falls in love with Emily... Gus takes the identity of a mat- mysterious biker from New Zealand. Wow. Right. So, so his sister tells her, tells him, listen, in order to get a girlfriend, you need to get into shape, look good, and then lie. Lie as much as humanly possible about who you are. And who's, and who's his male rival in the film? Kyle McLaughlin. That's right. Trout. His name is Trout. That's got to have some double meaning, right? Yeah, I've got metaphoric meaning. Yeah, I've got the original theatrical trailer here, and it's uh, "Don't Tell Her It's Me." Okay. Now they've got trailers here for the for the boyfriend school as well, Uh, but oh, they got the full movie on uh, YouTube for anybody that was really interested in seeing this. (laughs) Huh. They they need to remake this with Michael Bay. Uh-huh. Uh Do we do we did we cover everything? I, I feel like we left something out of our review of Runaway. Well, I think the only uh, thing that we might have covered uh, or not talked about is just the end of the movie, where the final battle between Gene Simmons and Tom Selleck. But I mean, what's to really talk about? You know, it's going to happen. You know, someone's going to die, and odds are it's going to be the bad guy. I mean, and that's really we, all there is to it. Since we opened the film with the, with the fact that uh, Tom Selleck's afraid of heights, we know the end battle is going to take place in a sky rise. Exactly. It, the, you know, I hadn't seen the movie for years, but he literally talks about how he's afraid of heights five minutes in, and I'm like, obviously that's going to play a part at some point in the movie. You know, you know what? <laughs> Probably this, the ending. It, it's, it's like uh, I, I'm walking through my living room, and... Uh, 
it, it just seems now every time I walk through my living room, uh, there's a horrible, horrible movie playing on the television. And this time it was Prometheus. Oh, no. And I'm walking through just at the part where they're, they've just landed and come out of their deep sleep and they're having breakfast. And the one geeky guy leans over and introduces himself to the, the guy with the accent. And the guy with the accent says, listen, I mean, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And, I, and I'm just thinking to myself, I have a feeling those two are going to be going to become friends pretty soon. <laughs> and sure enough, having already seen the film, it occurs to me I'm totally right on this. It's amazing how this this uh, this scene sets the sets the uh, the precedence that in the future these two will become friends. It's 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 one of those. It's after you, once you hit a point, you can't not watch a film and just get slapped in the face when these setups happen. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, you know I've. I, I, I haven't driven a car since my wife was died. Oh, he's gonna drive a car at the end of this. Yes, yes. That's why you, you that's why you and I had that conversation about uh um the uh the wedding the wedding party, the bachelor at what was that called? Oh, um Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yes. We were talking about we were talking about bridesmaids and, and, and I, I still say one of the things that impressed me the most about that film is that the wo- the woman who lost her bakery and has given up for hopes of ever like baking again for a living, at the end of the film, she didn't open a fucking bakery. Right. It was uh, it was like, Yeah, I might bake a cake again. That was it. It wasn't like, Oh, now I'm gonna open up a new restaurant and everything's back to normal. It's like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not how it ends. Little things like that give me such a thrill now. <laughs> when you've got two hundred million dollar epics like like fucking Prometheus, and and they've got the setup, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Oh, so when do you gonna, become friends? Because what yeah. what, what the fuck? What the, did you guys spend any time writing the screenplay? But Battleship keeps growing on me. I I got to tell you, that's just a pretty fucking movie. It's you, a you, beautiful movie. The two hundred fifty million dollar, just beautiful movie. I mean, and great, great product. It's just, it's a horrible, horrible piece of shit. <laughs> Huge steaming pile of crap. But oh my god, what a beautifully made, well produced, uh, great soundtrack, great sounding pile of shit it is. If you just sit down for like a ten minute section, and and just kind of ignore every other sentence that comes out dialogue wise. It's like you, you could compare it to any other movie. It's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, look at it. Oh, 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 wait, wait, ACDC. Thunderstruck. Yeah. Now blow more shit up. It's just my favorite part is when the 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 battleship or the ship is sinking and they both run up to the top, and there's that one pause, and you can just hear in the back of your head, "This is where we first met." We're all gonna die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. But just not today. <laughs> okay, Taylor. Good one there. <laughs> All right. Man. Um, let's, let's, let's wrap up our review of Runway. Uh, Runaway. Runaway. Uh, what, how about well, they should make a remake of it called Runway, where Tom Selleck uh, is still a cop, but instead of tracking down runaway uh, robots, he tracks down and, and, and kills uh, rogue models. <laughs> what? <laughs> And you call it runway. Runway. <laughs> when they leave, when they leave the runway, they call Tom Selleck. Who am I kidding? I'd probably see that. 
Are you fucking kidding me? And make sure Michael Bay makes that shit, because then the, those those runway models will be fucking exploding. And hot. Um, <laughs> He'll make sure of that. Yes. Uh, now, um, the IMDb rating on it is 5.8. A little high. Uh, a little high, a little high. Now, now again... Uh, I actually wouldn't go lower than five. Actually, you know what really, you know what really freaked me out in this film. The one thing that's always been burning my mind is mm. at the end when Selleck's fighting these little spider things. One of them burns his face with acid. Oh and yeah, he has it's just it's just black. Black, like like it's like it's 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 burnt skin. It's blackened skin from acid burns. And out of that entire film, that's the one part that actually freaks me out. That's just like, ooh, as a kid, that always bothered me because it, it's like, yeah, that that's the only part. It's like, ooh, that's got to fucking hurt. I mean, and you can, like, in, you can even imagine it, like, cracking and with pus coming out in the next five hours. It's just, oh, oh. Skin and grafts. <laughs> and he's got it on his face when he kisses her at the end. For two fucking minutes. Yeah, and it's like, There's dude, a two-minute gonna... makeout session during the credits. And he's got blackened acid skin. That's going to crack if he keeps moving his mouth like that. Who the fuck Ow. thought that was a good idea? I, well, it, it, I, it almost know. seemed like it was longer than two minutes. I, it was just who, them together I mean, in the middle of showering, just sparks. I can answer, I can answer that question, sir. Who uh -huh. thought that would look good? Michael fucking Crichton. That's who thought it would be good. <laughs> but what's hilarious about that scene is not only are they literally making out for two to three minutes during the rolling credits, but you could tell that Tom Selleck was actually smitten with Cynthia Rhodes because he, like, pokes at her nose, like, two or three times. Like, you no, don't do that. You don't do that unless you're really enjoying making out with this person and that really? you, like, you really enjoy that person. That's because Mr. Selleck is a consummate actor and he knows what it looks like when you dig somebody. I that think he, he knows. fucked her. I well, think he did. I think he did take her to dinner that night. Just given, I, know, I just offset. I'll put ten <laughs> bucks on him, fucking Gene Simmons. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Was he four thousand and one <laughs> for Gene Simmons? <laughs> no, Gene. I didn't say Gene Simmons fucked Tom Selleck. I said Tom Selleck fucked Gene Simmons. There's a difference. <laughs> I guess now, if you put it that way, there is a difference. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, uh, for the ending during that entire kiss sequence, they should have had like the little robots like. The little uh, run, the little spider robots, mm -hmm. like, climbing up all over them, and then you know. But anyway, um, so the film gets a gets gets a star for Tom Selleck. Of course, sure. It gets a star Easily. for having uh, having the commandant, or not the commandant. Uh, what was he in Pro Police Academy? Uh, he wasn't, he he wasn't just, the commandant. He was just the uh, lieutenant. Lieutenant. Whatever, I don't know any of that shit. I gotta look um, him up now. What you're making me do? <laughs> now, I honestly think can't that... can't sell uh, G.W. Bailey short because I still like him. Oh yeah, no, he's he's always been good. Uh, Gene Simmons is a negative in this film. It loses a star for that. Loses mm. a star for uh, it loses three stars for the technology. Let's be Lieutenant, fair. Lieutenant Lieutenant Harris. Lieutenant, you're right, Lieutenant. There you go. Yep. Um, so as far as five stars go, we have five point eight. I, I, I can't give it anything over a five, personally. I wouldn't go lower than five, so are we in agreement on a five? Yeah, uh I mean it's just it's average. I mean it's terrible, but it's still no, to say less no, than five four. Four. Uh, really a four? Four four for the supreme ludicrousness of the concept of an entire police division devoted to 
running down stray robots. Now, when the robots are are uh, replicants that are running around killing people and squeezing eyeballs out, like Blade right. Runner, yeah, yeah, you might want to have a, a division for that. Yeah, I think we should hire somebody <laughs> to do that. When when they're when they're uh, little tree slug grabbers and the occasional uh, reprogrammed nanny bot with a shotgun r pistol. Okay, uh, no, no, I don't think we need a whole division. I don't think we need uh, just mustache guy and some chick in a skirt. I, I think we can do this with just, I don't know, the Geek Squad should be handling this at this point. Best Buy <laughs> should be sending their guys out, not the fucking cops. True. Even RoboCop, you know, there's just one. This is so true. I, this I, is true. We need a, and for the, the ludic ludicrous uh, nature of the robots in this film, I can't give it more than a four. I can't give it. I can't give it a five. It has to be a four, just for that alone. I don't think there's enough redeeming value in the film, even with Tom Selleck, to make up for the complete. Uh, uh, I, I have less animosity towards Tron, because at least Tron was just like, yeah, fuck it, it's for kids. All right, yeah, you run around and it's day glow inside computers. This is a different story. We got dead people. We got uh, we got nudity. This is a film made for adults. All right, four it is then. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 I was, I was ready to stand my ground on that one. Four wow. it is. This is right up the middle, five, six, and sevens, with their users. Yeah, not a cult film. Not a cult. Sevens. Film. There are sevens. There are tens. Well, two hundred seventy-eight well, of those. Most, most, most. The highest number of votes is a six. And, I, and a film like this, the, all the 10 votes are people that see it and go, oh, I love this as a kid, and click 10. Right, without, without even rewatching it. Without revisiting the film and realizing, I was a stupid child. So, yeah, four. Yeah, we're good. Okay, your movie challenge. Please tell me it's a Michael Crichton film. It's not. God damn it. I was so hoping for like Westworld or um, or Sphere. No, we did Sphere. Uh, we did what, what, Sphere what happened? already. Congo. Congo is when we have to do sometimes. I don't know. I, I, I remember seeing Congo and seeing Bruce Campbell for all, all of what sixty seconds. You, I know you why you remember because you came to see it at the theater I worked at and you saw it for free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I and I, I said, guys, come see Congo for free. Bruce Campbell's in it. It'd be great, and. Uh, I, I went with you because I wasn't working that day. So we got mm -hmm. in for free. We That's saw the movie. Good. And we went specifically because Bruce Campbell's in the trailer. And yep. then he dies in the first five minutes. You're like, and uh, the rest of the film, you're like, okay, he's coming back, right? Come on. He's gonna, at some point, he's going to jump out like in, in, in like an outfit made out of banana leaves and go, come on, I found a secret way this way. And no, no. It's just, just. And they then look, at the they, end, they, don't they find his corpse? They find his corpse at the end, and it's not even like Bruce Campbell playing dead. It's a it's a corpse that doesn't look like Bruce Campbell. It's like fuck. We don't even get like the real corpse. <laughs> Moontrap was 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 less disappointing than that. Yeah. <laughs> Moontrap. There's one we got to do soon. Moontrap. Wow. We don't take shit from no machines. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going um, another author. Uh, <sighs> my my inspiration for your challenge is actually the the automatic driver, the uh, 
the Johnny Ooh. on the Spot. Really? Driver. And, of course, it's based off of another author, sci-fi author, that they've made a lot of movies out of his stuff. It's a film that we've talked about on the show. Uh, it's a film that you've talked about not liking, and a film that I've talked about still liking. Okay. I you know, know what it is? is? Go for it. Right, let me guess the author first. Uh, it's okay. got to be Philip K. Philip K. Dick. Good. So we're watching Total Recall, aren't we? <laughs> we're watching Total Recall. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right. You know what? If we're doing that, we're, we're yeah. doing the the remake as well. Oh fuck! I completely forgot there was. I haven't seen the remake yet. What? I swear to God, I completely it slipped my mind that there was a a remake for it. Now I know the 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 the, the Schwarzenegger film, you know, by heart. So I'll probably revisit that a little bit, but I will watch the remake so that we can do uh, we will make it a remake episode. Goddamn Schwarzenegger! I swear. He must have got hit hard uh, with some sort of alimony and child support or whatever because he's making Thank movies you. like a madman. <laughs> you, 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 what, you mean right now? Yeah. You, you think it might be the whole, gee, uh, my wife found out that I had an illegitimate child with the maid? <laughs> After he lost his, his job as mayor of California? I still think uh, he should. Governor. Yeah, governor, the governor. I still think uh, he should make a sequel to Made in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> how great would how great would that be? He needs to make he needs to make a sequel now for every film he's ever made that didn't have a sequel. We need Red Heat two. Oh yeah, we, I'd see that. We need Junior Junior. Ki- Kindergarten Cop two. Kindergarten cop too. Uh, uh, we call it pre- uh, preschool cop or uh, take it to uh, kindergarten cop to uh, grade school something or I can't M- middle school two. blues. We can call it. Um, he needs to do a uh, the sixth day. He'll call it the seventh day. Uh, yeah, he needs to do one. He need, uh, what was the one the end of the world film that was uh, end of days. End of days. He needs to do a sequel to End of Days, more yeah. End of Days. He can blend more pizza. He can put more pizza in a blender. He's a, he's a cop that doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. Yeah, every every Schwarzenegger film, he's, he didn't. He has to do a Total Recall sequel now, even though there's been a remake. Sure, definitely. See, that's just... That's just uh, I, I think the Total Recall sequel, though, should be the opposite of the first film. I think he should be a, a secret spy... Uh, you know, neck deep in espionage and uh, and uh, deception and all these adventures going on, and he takes a vacation out of it to to go into the virtual world and pretend he's a foreman on a construction site. <laughs> Just a normal guy. Yeah. With a hot wife. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Why not? Well, it, it's a nice change of pace. Fucking fucking disgraceful. I now, I believe I have both total recalls um i, I don't have the remake I'll, I'll have to get it shouldn't be yeah I, I think it's on netflix streaming i'm not sure i i liked the the remake you did so all right I, i'm just gonna say that now well I, I hated the original so all the remake had to do was not be the original and it hmm. didn't i'm not saying that the, the remake doesn't have its problem spots but uh i don't look back at it now and just get like 
queasy and angry when I think about it. So it's a step up gotcha. from the original. All right. Oh, they just added American Horror Story to Netflix streaming. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Second season's up. Um. So. Yes. So that's your your challenge, not, but that's not like, actually going to be. Uh, that's going to be. Not next week. It'll be the week after because next week we've already committed and promised to reviewing the film Ape. Yes. Ape. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. And since it's also the episode before Christmas next week, uh, I would like to take. Uh, I would also like to propose right now that we each prepare. I've already started. Haha. Uh, we should each prepare uh, at least three of our favorite holiday clips. Sure. Okay. Like scenes. Now, now, one of mine is from a TV show, not a movie. So it can be from a TV, a TV show as long as it's a special Christmas episode of that TV show. Got it. So we're, we're picking three. Our top three. Uh, at least three. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I have three or four. I mean, you know. Fine. All right. Whatever, so whatever it, have, it's, not strict, it's not strictly three, but three should be the minimum. You're busy. I'm busy. Whatever you have time to call... And and I the ones I've grabbed have been roughly two minutes in length, so I'm thinking that's a good okay. range. So all right, but yeah, you know, because we've already done the thing where we talk about ho holiday films. You know, how many Christmases have we been doing the show? So I think instead of just talking about them, we should just actually highlight a couple movies. It'd be uh, interesting to see how many how many of the same clips we we get. I've got one that you're not going to pick. All right, cool. I'm looking and I've forward got, to that and, thing. and I and I think I have one that we've already reviewed on the show, so. All right. All right. That's cool. So all right. So let's so let's, let's, let's go ahead and end the up. show then. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, all right. So this is episode 128 of Movie Sucktastic. Thank you, and please go to our iTunes page and download all of our shows, listen to all of our shows, review all of our shows. You can also go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Oh, man, look at that. The eye. The eye. Keep it away. Yes. Mm, nice view. Uh, <laughs> and you can go to our website, and you can listen to our shows there. You can download them there. And you can certainly also, and most positively, leave us email uh, there as well at the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908 514 4470. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic and you can see all of the things that we're posting there talking about, like the new Godzilla trailer. We just posted that the other day. Very interesting. Here they're doing it old school, which is uh, why they're, they're, uh, they're, it's taking place in Japan, uh, Tokyo. Uh, you can also go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. And you can also do a search for us on the web. Just do a search for Movie Sucktastic, and we are everywhere. All right, everybody. I think that's going to wrap it up. Scott, you got any wisdom for us, or uh, are we just going to get the hell out of here? You're good, Ramsey, but not that good. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.